0: We would like to uh, dedicate this episode of our show to one of our listeners. We received an email from Dr. Kimberly Glenn informing us that one of our listeners, Dr. Janine Shante Skinner, was found uh, slain in her apartment on Friday. Janine was a listener of the show, and she loved the podcast. She was a woman growing into her own, a professor at the University of North Carolina, Charlotte, and a leader of her students and faculty. She studied psychology and gerontology and was a researcher at Vanderbilt University and Meharry Medical College. We just wanted to honor her life and to thank her for listening to the show. We hope that, that something that we said at any point was, you know, encouraging to her. And we just wanted to take the time to honor her and dedicate the show to her.
1: We have spoken multiple times about the level of responsibility that we have with the show and how serious we take it. And we hope that with all of our listeners that we're able to not only say something that resonates with you, but to also offer you some form of relief in any experiences that you may be dealing with right now. And that's what Kia and I want to make sure that we do with this. So we definitely want to honor Dr. Janine Skinner and her life and uh, dedicate this episode to her.
0: Thank you for letting us know, Dr. Glenn. And like Jane said, we just hope that you guys continue to love one another and live on purpose. Life is super short. Um, yeah. We're grateful for the time um, and the life of Dr. Skinner and all the lives that she touched, her students, and her colleagues. And we really just wanted to honor her
1: with getting grown. Hello, sister. Hello. <laughs> um, what's going well, on, guys? Well, it's two holidays today, technically, today. Correct.
0: That is correct.
1: It is a laborious day weekend.
0: <laughs> That's actually quite accurate. Yes, it is. Laborious. AKA.
1: Nigga Weekend in Brooklyn, so I just want you all to know that this episode will be full of sound effects that did not come from our producer, um, especially since I live in the bush. Yes, I want you to try your best not to get shot. I'm trying so hard, sis. Like, I'm trying so hard, but I'll get to that. And then today... Yes, Yes, Lord. ...is Queen Bee's birthday.
0: Happy birthday, Beyonce Giselle Knowles-Carter. We want to thank the Lord... For the gift of you uh, we want to take this time just to just give you um, just a shout out you know and just say that you know we appreciate and acknowledge your work and contribution to all things black beautiful and brilliant we, we speak your name sister. Yes, my we my speak your name sister. happy birthday Beyonce
1: I love your face I knew you
0: going to
1: say you love the taste Yes, <laughs> sugar yes, yes yes, it yes, yes. <laughs> 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 I love Bo. No, sis. You were there for uh date night when Nikki sang. Were you there when you did that you come not, for that? that was not. I was I was supposed to, to ju- I was supposed to
0: sing. You were just
1: singing background with Drew, mean, I sis. I couldn't get there. I couldn't get there. Shout out to Drew. Shout out to Broadway Black. I'm shout out to shout my out phone Shout out to the running
0: man. Shout out to the <laughs> running man. You know what I'm saying? Drew is the running man because Drew is he totally is. incapable of singing a straight note. <laughs> You ask Drew. (laughs) You ask ask
1: Drew to sing
0: absolutely anything. (laughs) Drew is the running man. Drew will run you down to the ground, honey. Drew, sing ABC. He be like
1: (laughs) A B C Lord D -D D F G. like Drew Drew and then <laughs> we did Blow with Nikki shout out to our sis Nikki Texas Hummingbird he was doing the backgrounds him and Antoinette and Drew <laughs> he's not able to sing background Drew he he's doesn't a- have the range he's turn gonna leave turn that cherry out turn that cherry out <laughs> Ooh, whoa, 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 whoa. turn that cherry out turn the cherry out whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, oh yes, lord, run us down.
0: Everybody run support Broadway down, Black. Drew. Go to <laughs> www.broadwayblack.com and get all your information about all yes. things black on Broadway.
1: We love yes. you, Drew, and your
0: blonde hair. We
1: love, we you, love so you so much, Drew Dinna.
0: <laughs> Drew Dinna Drew Dinna was Drew Dinna before Judenna. Hello, he the was
1: boy. Drewish. <laughs> yeah, hey. we used to Drew call... Super. You know, that's my yes, favorite, indeed. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> anyway.
0: Oh. Hello we listeners can't stay on
1: track. We can't Ever. stay on track
0: for anything This no. is why we're trash No, But yes praise the lord niggas Welcome back for another episode of Getting Grown Now that we're four minutes in We'll decide to welcome you <laughs> Thanks again for listening and commenting and subscribing And sharing Absolutely. and telling your friends Week after week after week We are so super happy to be here um, It's September my god The summer is oh, over <laughs> and um, Virgo season Yeah
1: man so yeah What's up sis what's going on Ain't shit, you know. I'm just out here, just trying to, you know, live, <laughs> live on this on this weekend of so much niggery. Shout out no, to me. everybody who came to Makosa and supported in the rain. Niggas were buying nachos in the rain. We did West Indian nachos. They
0: so look we delicious. Did,
1: oh my gosh, sis, we did guava barbecue um, marinated chicken, and we did it in all ginger and jerk and all kinds of spices. And then uh, we did a a spicy, like chili cheese sauce, not actual meat, but you know, chili flavor, smoky. And we did some curried beans, Trinidadian style, Uh, cilantro crema, some homemade pickled veggies. Shout out to us. Um, We'll get to us soon. How was your weekend, sis?
0: You know, it was cool. I got a lot done. I had a massive to do list from the week. And of course, I had some things that I needed to take care of. On the weekend, mm-hmm. so I set a goal to kind of do one major task Friday, Saturday, and today actually because I didn't do anything yesterday. I gave Sunday was my self care, but um, uh, yeah, mean. I made I made it through my to do list. So I'm really I'm really jazzed about that. I met all my writing goals last week. Woo! Hey I
1: now! Really
0: I was very <laughs> excited because you know I have I have tons of typing to do this week, so I need to stay on task with my writing goals. But yeah. Other than that, I'm just adulting, you know, rest in Shoot. peace to my car. My car is dead. It's gone. The Lord had need of it. Uh, Fury was like, Fury made a great point. Fury made a great point. The Lord had need for my car. He's helping the disciples to run errands <laughs> up in heaven. <laughs> and I said that we just, you know, you know, if I had to sacrifice my car so that it could be used for the building of God's kingdom, I'm willing to do that. And I believe that the Lord is going to bless me with another at some point. Oh, he so, will. And
1: very soon.
0: Yeah, man. Um, I had to, you know, deal with all the things that come with getting in a car accident and having them total your car. Uh, so it's been rough, but uh I'm all right. It could be worse. And you're so happy I'm you're just, safe. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep on keeping on. That's all I got. That's what I did this weekend. Just kinda that that was the adult thing that I had to do last weekend that kept me mm-hmm. from coming to AfroPunk and all
1: that other stuff. But um But I yeah, wanna let I'm, y'all know that Kia made it. To the friend zone live Okay I did Even she after did, that White women tried right to destroy my life After the accident That happened that Literally. weekend So we're so happy That our sis is safe And sound Rest in peace to uh, Little Silver Anthony Our, our <laughs> nigga dead But he's alright And um, he is Like you say He's gonna run errands For the disciples They're all gonna go to Co- Coco That's how the Puerto Ricans In the Bronx say Costco But <laughs> 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 are you going to Coco? Oh <laughs> so God. So so I'm glad you are racist. Right, um, welcome listeners. I know that it takes us a long time. It's like sitting down at a at a table and the server doesn't bring you water until like five minutes. you're wondering <laughs> where they are but we're here so <laughs> with so much so much uh, hydration for you. gee indeed
0: indeed indeed because who in the hell wants a uh, ashy ashy soul, soul. Yes, Oh indeed. shout out to Dustin. shout out to Dustin. uh insecure. Let's just do this really quickly. Let's do it. What are your thoughts uh, on last night's episode? I don't even remember what it was called. Hella something or rather, it's hella everything. What is it? Hella terrible. I didn't. I didn't
1: see it yet. What? Oh, girl, you should have told out. me. But it's fine because I want to know what happens because I'm one of those nah, people that doesn't nah, care about the surprises. Nah, Why are nah, you nah, one of those people? Nah. When because I say I, I don't care and I'm going to nah. watch it and I'm going to get the same nah. reactions naturally that I would have had before nah. I found out anything, just tell me. Nah, because I want to hear. Here. I don't want to sit here and recap the entire show. That's what insecurity is for. <laughs> we Tuesday listen to our sisters.
0: We can just wait until you've seen it. Just know that the dinner party happened. Mm. Um, just tell me, lying. This. Just lying. tell me. I was uh, lying. okay. okay. Lying. I was like, is Drow lying? lying?
1: Padma's okay. lying. Wait, how you is Lawrence lying? lying? He ain't even got nothing to lie about. <laughs> he's
0: just a t- He's just a lie. His life is a lie. He doesn't know. I'm sick of him and I'm sick of his little um, Indian co-worker I don't know what her name is but I call her Padma she's messy Stop. I don't like her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coughing don't laugh not-
1: <laughs> what are you calling this
0: girl Padma her name is Padma she <laughs> and she inserts herself in things that are of not her- that are not of her concern And that I white like girl it. steal his app yet oh no girl we're no we've moved on to other things he and okay. padma have gotten together they apparently they hung out or something i saw and that they're coming. like ciao. lawrence ends up so they make plans i will tell you this they make plans to uh hang out again but lawrence had to come to her and tell her that he already rsvp'd to go to <sighs> what's the the little blonde hair girl that get on my nerves what's her name
1: Wait who? Huh, who? Oh, uh, um, and, and Amanda Seals. Um, yeah. what's her name? Child um, husband? Lord Jesus, I can't remember. She just my batteries. She anyway, stresses me out.
0: Uh, she had on Tamar's wig, but anyway, you know she had. <laughs> she had,
1: she had um, which
0: one? The blonde one, girl with the blonde with the blonde oh, roots. Old the, Okay, terrible. But um, you know she's had had a little dinner party for her husband. You're right, and the one who
1: was sleeping on the couch for a year.
0: I have a, a theory, but we can talk about that later. She had a dinner party for him. Derek is his name. I don't know why I can't remember mm-hmm. her name. So Lawrence was invited to the to the um dinner party. He goes up to tell Padma, oh, I forgot I had to do this thing, right? And do you not know that she invited herself? She was like, "I of could just come with, I could just come with you. I said, what kind? Who yeah. raised her? Who yeah. raised her? How do you invite yourself to a party? What? A and me. Lawrence... And Lawrence was so trash He didn't even. He just let her do it And the nigga wasn't even He was rap- Tiffany is the girl's
1: name He didn't even Tiffany. call Tiffany
0: He didn't even call Tiffany And say hey I'm bringing somebody He just showed okay. up With
1: Padma and toe Can we just stop real quick And just talk about people Who bring people And don't tell you That they bringing people Listen, this is why you're the host. I don't have don't nobody come to my house. But you the one who be hosting things. It's rude. Just call me. Just call me ahead of time. Cause let me tell you something. Niggas buy food. You know what I'm saying? There's a budget. You know, you account for a certain amount of people so niggas can have seconds. You know, and pe- potentially thirds. You know, and I get it. When the food's out, it's out. But don't go to anybody's anything without calling them ahead of time. And it's really kind of rude to call the day of and be like, "Can I bring somebody?" But it's better that you call than just show up with another nigga in tow.
0: Well, that's or what A Padma. He, did. A Padma. he showed Padma up with Padma, Padma in tow. And she tried to come. She don't even know how to, like, uh, she just k- coosless because she wanna get out there and make jokes. Like, girl, we don't know you. Shut your mouth. You're here <laughs> with Lawrence. We don't even like him. So why right. are you here? Okay? <laughs> why is he here? <laughs> why is he here? And nigga, who are you? You cracking jokes. Ain't nobody laughing at your dry jokes. Girl, get your, uh, Wait so okay
1: Let's get to Dro So Dro's been lying
0: So I would just say That Dro and Candace Came to the dinner party too Their interactions Would would not lead anybody to suspect that Candace is A, aware of the fact that she's in an open marriage <laughs> and B, mm. aware of the fact that that open rela- marriage consists of a relationship with her good Judy Molly. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just clear to me. I said that yesterday on Twitter. I said, uh, from watching the dinner, dinner party, I have adequately surmised that Dro's relationship is closed like Chick-fil-A on Sunday. It is just not <laughs> it's yeah. not open. It's not open. It's closed. It is closed. Uh, closed and he and Molly like she just sitting there looking dumb she couldn't even sit next to Drew, and was just sitting on the other side of the table pouting while I he was all like to say
1: Drew I was <laughs> um
0: I wouldn't do you like that though because Dro looks like a machine
1: we talked about this Last week yes we know Um, yes A transformer
0: Exactly but it was just a lot It was a lot it was so much And I was just over it I'm sick of Molly I'm sick of Dro I'm sick of Issa I'm I'm so sick sick of of Issa. I'm sick of all of them the only person Who I enjoyed really was Kelly Kelly is always enjoyable Kelly,
1: Kelly wants to fuck Derek Who's Derek? Derek oh, is Disney's husband. That's she? Don't, you don't remember all of those no. little side comments that she made. It might have been two episodes ago. She Why was making way? all these little side comments. She's like, oh, she's like, like if I want to like fuck Derek, and it, it was I, like, what? Well, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> she made like a couple little side comments about. I just like I just a thing love, with Derek.
0: I love Kelly's relationship with Ethan's brother. Right? <laughs> yes,
1: they they're so, like Tam and Martin. I, I, love <laughs> I love
0: it. I love it. It just brings me so much joy. Uh, he gives her so much. She gives him. She gives it right back to him. At one point, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't remember what happened before then, but uh, they got to the dinner party and Kelly asked, was you know the bread was on the table. She asked to pass the butter, and Issa's brother made a face like,
1: <laughs> but you don't need no butter,"
0: <laughs> or something like that, right? And she was like, "Butter, nigga!" <laughs> and he was
1: like, oh, that is. Absolutely. Me. (laughs) Me.
0: Me. Nigga, did I stutter? I said I was like, the butter. What's wrong with you? Nigga,
1: (laughs) Nigga, I I said the
0: butter. She was like,
1: butter, digger, Butter.
0: (laughs) I was like, thank you. The motherfucking
1: butter, nigga. You heard me the first time. Oh, it blessed me. It blessed me. I just love it. And you know most of her lines are ad-lib. Yes, I did. I did. She's a comedian. Oh, man. She cracks yeah. me up. She's actually she is actually the enjoyable character on the show. All she right. cracks me up. I'm grateful up. for Kelly. I'm grateful for Kelly. Um, well, I can't wait to watch. I will yes, give you my thoughts do. next week. I don't care mm-hmm. if it's late. It will be late, but that's um, fine. It's fine because next week is my birthday.
0: And when next we week is the
1: finale. So so it all goes hand in hand and I will and we will be able to talk about it and Uh, celebrate the closing of Insecure. Even though I'm really sad. Like, that seems so fast.
0: I'm really faulty about that. I feel like a full season is at least 10, 12.
1: The first first season is usually eight episodes because they want to see how it does. Insecure was picked up so quickly because it did so well, and I'm trying to figure out why they didn't extend to 10 episodes.
0: I mean, it's just, like, happening all so abruptly.
1: Really stressful. But yeah, the previews for the finale seem like they're going to
0: leave us in the same... Uh, disoriented and completely uh, <laughs> like we're all going to be feeling just as awful as we felt at the second finale of season one. Like we're just going to be like, it's, mm. I feel like it's going to be just as cliffhangery as it
1: was before. Oh, and, of course.
0: You know we will have much to talk about until Insecure returns for season three.
1: Cannot wait because I because it got picked up. Did the... my sis is popping right now. Like. Shout out to my sis. And well, shout out to my brothers, apparently. Right. Yeah, you know what? And we're getting quite a bit, and I love it, actually, because Black Boy Joy, you all know how I feel about that. Chance the Rapper just makes me really, really happy. So um, our uh, this is actually really, really, really dope. Kia and I had um, some good conversation about it, and neither one of us, we are going to say that we haven't been able to read it in full yet, but we have every intention of doing so because um, Kia brought out a good point, art is there to make us think and to give us conversation. And so in that vein, uh, we're going to read an email from Brandon. Hello, Cousins Jade and Kia. Hey, boo. I love this podcast and y'all are amazing. For shout out to my sis, I wanted to highlight some amazing people. For all of the hood scholars like myself. Yes, and myself myself as well. Thank you. (laughs) All my niggas (laughs) in the whole wide world. I wanted to make you all aware of syllabus that was created for 444. This work runs parallel to the Lemonade Syllabus, which was created last year. I've had the privilege to get to personally know Anthony Boynton. Boynton, yes. Okay, I got that right. Who worked heavily on this and is co-creator. I am so proud of his work and my fellow colleagues' work because they did that. I figured you would appreciate this as they are all team typing fast. Yes. Also, special shout out to Isaac and Jamila. As Jade has said before, we out here. Indeed. The key. Yes. <laughs> Love y'all. Brandon. Brandon, I think that's absolutely dope. What do you think, sis?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm really happy because I think this is another marriage of, you know, two things that I love very much, music Mm -hmm. and uh, scholarship and reading Mm -hmm. and learning. Like Brandon said, the Jay-Z 444 syllabus was compiled by uh, a number of scholars. It says the 444 syllabus is a living document created by Black men and masculine non-binary people who are inspired by the labor of Black women, the emotional vulnerability of Jay Z's 4:44, focusing on Black men's relationship to masculinity, emotional availability, maturity, sexuality, and Black capitalism. The syllabus provides resources to help us unpack the album's content. There is a host. There are a host of collaborators, including Anthony Boynton, Anthony J. Williams, Isaac Sanders, Jamila Jones, Whitney Sewell, Joel Jenkins, Terrence Thomas. William Jamal Richardson, Jared Bowman, Jordan Pittman, Brandon Austin, Neil Carter, Daniel Johnson, Henry Washington Jr. I hope I did not and Reggie Cunningham. I hope I did not miss Fred Mason. <laughs> I hope I did not miss anyone. This is a really long list.
1: I love it. And the names but there,
0: yes. Uh, so literally, <laughs> literally, the the syllabus really examines the entire album talks about 444 and the narratives of Blackness, embracing yep. love and emotion, sex and sexuality, gender fluidity, Black nationalism and colonialism, mm. wealth and capitalism, Black fatherhood, mm. Black mental health and wellness. I think, um, and what they've done is they've actually compiled different readings, and whether it be journal articles, poems, podcasts, all kinds of uh, digital content, and they have links uh, that that send you directly to each uh, each. Media medium, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, so literally, that that kind of help us, like the the uh, summary said, unpack the content of um, Jay Z's 444. I think this is absolutely awesome. Just like I thought, the Lemonade syllabus so, was pretty awesome. Um, yeah. You know, whether you agree or disagree with the actual content of the art, you cannot deny the fact that art is supposed to inspire us to think critically. Um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, engage in meaningful, substantive discussion that, you know, not only moves us individually forward, but moves us forward as a people. So I am all the way down in here for the 444 syllabus. We will include the link to the syllabus. It's a Google Doc in the uh, link in the description box. And um, thank you again, Brandon, for sharing this with us. And we will share it with other other listeners who are interested. So y'all make sure that y'all check this out.
1: Absolutely. They put in the work. Like, they worked really hard on this. Um, And again, like Kia said, even if you don't agree with the content in the doc or you don't agree with the opinions, um, the conversation itself is just something that we need to have as a community. And I know 444 grew on me. Um, And it's also it's also fueled many conversations with different people about uh, various topics. So um, I definitely encourage you guys to check it out. We will put the link in the description box and then maybe one day we'll have a conversation on it, actually, after we both finish reading it. I'm down like full flats. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, and uh, we're also going to feature another, um, someone who's dear, near and dear to my heart and a part of my individual team for hey. shout out to my sis. I would like to shout out Joe the barber. Joe the barber is my barber now for those women out there who are like myself and have short haircuts and have had short haircuts for some time. The barbershop is a place that is a very Creepy. interesting
1: <laughs> for a woman to have to navigate. And... It's like street to... harassment, all bottled up in one little tiny space.
0: I don't want to I don't want to knock all barbers or group all men into you know this generalization that they mm. are you know harmful <laughs> and creepy. <laughs> but I will say that I have been in barbershop settings as a woman, and I have not necessarily felt safe. And I've I've sat in the chairs of barbers who you know. I don't even want to say intentionally uh, did this, but, you know, either way you slice it, their conversation, the way they interacted with me, really bordered on the lines of inappropriate at times. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. um, I was very, very... I I had reached a point where I got tired of barbers jumping in my DMs (laughs) and Mm -hmm. all kinds of things. (laughs) And I became very diligent about finding a lady barber, a female barber, to cut my hair and i was able to find an excellent barber in the person of joe the barber i will leave her contact information she's also located in silver spring she has a private suite she does awesome work i will leave her contact information in the description box as well i would like to shout her out she is my yes. sis and she keeps me together
1: um i mean and, is the back of kia's neck is always draped up and dripped out so <laughs> she's I, she's
0: beastly with it so if you are uh, a young lady who has a short haircut. And you would like to go to a barber and feel comfortable there. <laughs> I will share <laughs> Jill's information with you. And I encourage you to reach out to her. She's very professional, very timely, and very good at what she does. Everybody, we're shouting out Joe the barber. Y'all go support
1: her. Show her love. Tell her Kia said, Kia sent you. Amen. Support Black business. My um, My sister-in-law has short hair. I was telling you that. And she actually calls my husband. Like, when she wants to go to the barber, to see either if he's going or um, if he could go with her. Just because she doesn't always feel comfortable in that setting. So, I know Kia and Ayana are not the only people who have gone through that. So, definitely check out the link in the description box for Joe the barber. Indeed.
0: And, um, listen, I mean, I never really would have known this before cutting my hair. But, like, you know, it's an intimate situation. A barber, mm-hmm. you know, it's a... It's a for all intents and purposes, it's a man that you don't know, touching your neck, touching your face, being very close right. to you, and he is right. in a position of uh, power in that mm-hmm. you know if you he he can jack you up, <laughs> like you know if you're rude to Absolutely. him, if you shun his advances in a way that he doesn't agree with, he can set your hairline back behind your ears, <laughs> and then what you want to do, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I know. just be um, out here
1: looking like um,
0: it's just it is a, it's, nope, it's, nope, it was nope, a very nope. interesting. It was a very, it's a very interesting place to navigate. I really, really tried not. I didn't want to cast all male barbers in negatively because I, I do believe there are good barbers out there um, of that are respectful. I'm not at all saying that, but I, after four or five times of the same thing happening, I decided that I was going to change my approach. And since I have found and secured a, a very competent <laughs> and a professional. Um, a female barber, I feel much better about about my situation. So I hope that, um, you know, I mean, if, if you don't live in this area, I would implore you to seek out. I mean, there are women barbers uh, all over the nation. I would implore you to, you know, jump on apps like StyleSeat and Yelp and just search for women barbers. I'm sure that you will find one in your area that can help you out as well. It's time to gather around the kitchen table once again, boys and girls, for some uh, good mm. grown folks talk about grown folks things. Sis, what are you snacking on this week?
1: A cup of coffee because we're recording at a decent hour. Amen. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Coffee, almond milk, a little turbinado sugar, nothing fancy.
0: Turbinado sugar? Nigga, that's fancy.
1: I don't um, use white sugar because it's bleached. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that, I'm
0: not a judgment. I was just making an
1: observation that
0: you have fancy sugar in your coffee. Um, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I actually had a good cup of green tea, and I had a a Lara bar, a cherry pie Lara bar, because I am addicted to cherry pie Lara bars. I love Lara bars. And the cherry, you me fancy. The cherry pie is my favorite flavor. I don't know why. I just literally buy them by the handful,
1: the case, <laughs> and I just be going through them joints. And you should check on Amazon.
0: Yes, I mean it's a guilt-free snack for me because you know they're grain free, grain free, gluten free, all natural, and I'd be like, I can eat this mm, in a good delicious. conscience. In good conscience. Okay. So, um, shout Sounds out to sweet. Lara Bar and the cherry pie. Lara Shout out to your green tea. You better get your I
1: antioxidants up and whatnot.
0: Listen, you know, I'm out here trying to uh, preserve my sexy. It's important.
1: You are sure. living your best it's life. Important. I'm over here with this Bustelo. Oh but you're over there. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bustelo. Yes. I found all these Bustelo K-Cups. In... <laughs>
0: This week at The Kitchen Table, we will be talking about back-to-school season. Hey! It is September, and summer is over, and we are staring down the barrel of the final quarter of 2017. Can you believe it? No. I can't either, but here we are. (laughs) (laughs) As we mentioned in a couple of episodes ago, we wanted to do something along the lines of kind of a back-to-school episode. We did get some emails from some listeners. I'm going to kind of... I'm not going to read the full emails, but just kind of I've gone through and kind of picked out what the questions are. So we will Mm -hmm. touch on those. But generally, we're going to have a larger conversation on, you know, what if we applied the concept of back to school to our everyday adult lives? Some of us are going back to school. Yes. Others of us are starting new projects, new jobs. But what if we all just approach Mm -hmm. the start of a new season from the perspective of what can I change about my behavior to help me kind of reach the goals that I've set for the final quarter of the year. Uh, What if it's a new marking period for all of us? So in light of that conversation, I guess, should we begin with the questions from the email or do you think we should start with our conversation first?
1: Let's start with our conversation and then we'll get into some emails and some tweets from some listeners. So uh,
0: let me ask you, what are some of your goals for the new season?
1: Okay, so this is what I was waiting for for the kitchen table talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys know that Jade of All Jades has been a thing. Um, it's catering. It's mixology because I uh, am heavily involved in the cocktail business as well, uh, for those who don't know. But I've partnered with my sis, Santana, um, who you will be able to find in a couple of months uh, at Thanksgiving. Can you believe Thanksgiving is coming up in a couple of Jesus. months? Um, on the new season of She's Gotta Have It. I'm so proud of her. But she and I have come together uh, with our two companies and formed a catering company by the name of For the Culture Catering. So I think my goals for the end of this year, um, I've had a very hard goal to quit my corporate job going into 2018. Uh, and so I've been really, really, really trying to hustle hard behind my catering company, behind Jade of All Jades. And so I think this new venture and this new collaboration is going to really boost some things for us and really put me in a place where um, I'm able to achieve those goals. So I'm working really hard at that marketing, taking it really seriously. Um, another goal I have is to make sure that the Getting Grown platform is taken very seriously and we're able to cuz this the we we say it every single episode but the I don't know even know if I'm answering your question I might be really like myself but the community we've built is I don't want to uh I don't want to get emotional but it's it's amazing I mean it's amazing we talk about the listeners who come and say hello but on a larger scale just you guys interaction the love that you show I'm not even really getting any negativity from this, like the positivity is so overwhelming. And uh, Kia and I both have multiple conversations about making sure that we take this platform seriously. And so being able to continue to grow this into something even bigger is an honor and a privilege and something that I take really seriously. And I wanna make sure that I put that work in uh, to see that happen. So those are some of my hard and fast goals. What about you, sis?
0: Awesome. So like you, I'm focused on building and honoring where we are, where I am in the process of other goals that I've set set for myself this year. So like seeing things through is really a goal for me as we look forward toward the end of the year. Um, I also want to be more diligent about my finances, being more intentional about them, just keeping better track of You know, what's what's going out, what's coming in and also thinking more critically and more intentionally about saving and and thinking about ways that I can not only just, you know, generate income, but generate wealth, Mm -hmm. like truly trying to change Mm -hmm. my perspective Mm -hmm. and change the way that I think about myself in relationship to Money, because you know, money is very much a mindset, and um, I think mm-hmm. observing things throughout my childhood and the way that my family has had to interface with money, you know, has really kind of influenced and almost limited and and and, and narrowed the ways that I think about money and working mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And I I really just want to be more informed about um, and more empowered to make better choices and be strategic when it comes to, you know, being a good steward over all the things that I have. And, you know, wealth for me means multiple streams of income. That means, you know, mm-hmm. I want to be making money when I'm when I'm sleep. <laughs> so, That's
1: however, right. That's however
0: right. that, you know, and, and utilizing for me, utilizing all the talents that I have um, and not just relying on one or two. You know what I'm saying? My job okay. is my job and I love it. And, um, I will always honor and, and be diligent in doing what I have to do there but I have other talents that I could also market and use you um sure to have uh other income coming in. So that's one of the things or a few of the things rather that I'm looking forward to being more intentional about as we approach the end of the of the of this year and 2018 um the the coming year. So I know that you sent out, uh, I know that we posted a tweet yesterday mm-hmm. asking some of our listeners what their goals were and some of the things that they were working for, working towards in this last season of the year.
1: So you want to read through some of those? I do. You know, we'll, we'll keep it brief, but we got some really good ones from people about some hard and fast goals that they have. We asked the question as we enter the last quarter of the year, what are some hard goals you'd like to achieve and or start working on? So we got a, lem- a number of responses from people. We got so many, uh, so many different ones. We had uh, Mikey Martin who said making healthier decisions, more water, more sleep if possible, eating right, more exercise, and going to the doctor regularly. Not my favorite. Um, I found that to be one of my favorites because black Blacks don't don't tend to go to the doctor when we should um, as much as we should to get checked out, especially black men, if we're just going to call it what it is. And so to hear a black man say that he is going to start going and getting himself checked out at the doctor just to make sure that he preserves his health and also drinks more water. Shout out to you <laughs> for that. Um, oh, we have some some a lot of uh, educational educational tweets getting this dissertation proposal gotcha. completed so I can take this oral exam and get closer to this Ph.D. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, We have some moves. Somebody's getting ready to move to L.A. A goal is going back to school for my second B.A. and work my way to the Ph.D. But baby Mm -hmm. steps. Listen, every step forward is a step in the right direction. Maintaining my credit score. That's Mm -hmm. important because we always talk about there's so many of us who need to work on our credit. We need to build our credit. But maintaining is also so key. You don't want to get too comfortable. And so to see somebody say that they have good credit, but they want to maintain that, I think that's awesome. Keep minding my business and making myself proud. Amen to you. (laughs) Mine's is letting hurt go from my kid's father. My goal is to not hate him truthfully. I think that's very honest. Shout out to you, sis, um, for that. That's a very immediate goal that you can reach. And that's something that you can work on with yourself. So I think that's awesome. Continuing school for my degree in psychology, working on my relationship with my parents and making sure my black don't crack. (laughs) Hey, Losing these damn stubborn 10 pounds, improving my credit and, uh, the year strongest and ending the year strong as fuck financially. Amen. Personal goal, being more vocal about when I'm not comfortable in a situation or setting. I think that is very key. When you learn the technique, please share. That's what somebody else said. Make sure you guys are talking to each other. That's what this is all about. Uh, get back into my workout groove after being in this accident, tapping into my creative side meditation and closing this chapter. Somebody said they want to take a year off from teaching and figure out what it means to serve themselves. Mm-hmm. To be known for giving can mean takers target you. That's from pedag- Oh, pedagogilist. Oh, pedagogilist yeah. <laughs> said that. So that's very awesome. Taking a year off from teaching, figuring out what it means to serve herself. I think that's Indeed. awesome. Staying focused and not getting discouraged. That's something that we have to constantly speak to ourselves about. And that's a that can be a goal that we have Often throughout our lives, constantly encouraging ourselves. Don't second guess myself as much. Take more chances, especially when it comes to expanding my fashion blogging business. Being more organized, starting my twin blog, writing a book. And then somebody said, finishing what I start, a.k.a. write. Right, sis? Get my own place. <laughs> Don't jump too hard for that, okay? Bills happen every day, Be Take advantage of whatever your living situation <laughs> is. Learning about finance and how to save money. Managing anxiety and doubt better so it doesn't have such a strong control on me. That's from Lainisha. Getting back in school. Getting these last 30 points on my credit score to enter the first time home buyer program and finish my book. Hey, team typing slow. Team buying house. <laughs> Come on. So we have so many awesome tweets. You guys can definitely check them out in the thread. But Kia um, actually has some really dope emails to read from some listeners. I think we should get into that.
0: All right. The first one uh, comes from someone called uh, who's referred to uh, themselves as confused and stuck. Uh, she says, hi, Kia and Jade. While this question is directed more to Jade, um, she says she would love any advice or similar life experience that I might have to offer. So I'll do my best Um, she says her ultimate goal uh, would be to further expose uh, the world to my motherland, Liberia, and West African food in a more contemporary way through media. Mm-hmm. I want to learn about the traditional cooking methods and find ways to teach and feed it to the world. I guess my main question to Jade is, what's your dream always to work in the culinary industry? How do you pivot yourself from where you are today? What advice do you give to someone who has no experience in culinary arts uh, besides the sporadic cooking class or personal, personal cooking and family recipes considering culinary Mm -hmm. school in the spring next year for all the technical aspects, but would you, would you, do you think that's necessary? Is there another way to get your foot in the door of a new industry you weren't necessarily educated in? Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Thanks. And keep killing the podcast game ladies confused and stuck.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, well, thank you, sis, for writing in. Uh, if I, so I'm gonna try to make sure I try to answer your questions. No, that was not always my dream to work in the culinary industry. Uh, one of my, I started off in a plethora of majors (laughs) that ranged anywhere from environmental engineering, um, to sociology and human services. I've always cooked. My mother is a chef. Uh, she has a catering company. My mother is also a hustler. She's had 95,000 jobs in my entire life. And she's always been good at every single one of them. But um, she's always been an amazing chef. Uh, and I've, you know, will work alongside her, help her out. Um, and I think it was maybe about 2011 when I got laid off from my job at Sony that I said, all right, like, what am I getting ready to do with myself? Because I don't want to work. Uh, I don't want to work in social work. I don't want to do it. I'm not, I don't think I want to go back into music. It's a little bit too shaky. You know, so what am I going to do? I picked up bartending again, which is what I did in college. And then I started working with a chef uh, where I did a guest spot with him for about three weeks. And it kind of um, fueled me into being a sous chef for a number of, uh, a number of executive chefs for different events around New York um, and in Houston as well. I would go down to Houston and work for a few weeks but um, I then, yeah, I started Jade of All Jades and kind of realized then that we live in an age, uh, in a digital age where social media really helps to fuel a lot of things. Um, so I've, I've had uh, the, um, I guess, luck <laughs> of getting some amazing platforms in order to boost that. But for yourself, um, first of all, I think that's absolutely awesome what you want to do. Exposing the culinary industry to your um, to your homelands and to your different seasoning and spices. I think that's amazing. I love spices and seasonings. That's actually what I want to focus on. And that's what I focus on now. But learning more uh, is 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 always an interest of mine. And so I did not personally go to culinary school. Um, for those who want to know, I did not go. I do want to go just for certain techniques and things that I want to learn. But I don't think it's absolutely necessary. Uh, social media boosts so many things. It helps to, to grow that network so quickly. And then, you know, focusing on Black businesses is really huge these days. And we're doing a lot to support one another. I'm sorry I'm talking mm-hmm. so much. Um, but I don't think it's absolutely necessary. But I think to get some of those techniques down... I think it's a, if it's something that you can do, you should. That's actually one of my uh, other immediate goals is that once I finish my corporate job, I'm going to go to culinary school just for myself. But, you know, there are different ways for you to be able to expose people to the things that you want to expose them to. You can come out with an ebook after you've done your studying and really curated what it is that you want to do. Um, there's YouTube. There's, there's Instagram. There's, uh, personal meal prep. There's so many different aspects that you can do in order to promote yourself and to promote your agenda um and so i hope that was able to help I'm, i know i was all over the place with that but that was some of my personal experiences so that's that's kind of how it worked for me what about what what, what do you have well, to awesome offer sauce us?
0: man i mean i so i have we we get all kinds of emails about people who are in graduate school are considering going back to graduate school and they have questions around um what mm-hmm. advice would I give to someone who is uh, new to a doctoral program, or what advice would I give to someone who is um, considering graduate school, but it's been a while and they don't know how to get their feet uh, get back in involved? So I think I have. I'm going to try to to summarize all of that into one answer if I can. So for those, oh, I know we got an email from Sean Shawnee's twelve twenty. Uh, she mm-hmm. has general graduate mm-hmm. school application anxiety and is feeling very stuck because of it. Uh, she wants to apply to schools in 2018, but she's hesitant about, you know, you know, whether or not you know, she doesn't really have a lot of um, paper, you know, writing samples or, you know, strong relationships with faculty for recommendation letters. Um, I think one of the things I will say about graduate school is that you can kind of... Uh, stay in that stuck place of, you know, I don't really know if I'm ready. You can stay there for years and years and years if you're not careful. So I think there's really no way out of that rabbit hole instead of just, uh, I mean, outside of just getting out. So no one's application is going to be flawless. Um, if you But, you know, a complete application is going to get reviewed. So whatever you need to do in order to complete your application, even if you, you know, uh, even if you may not feel like each component is, you know, this uh, where you want it to be, it has to be in for them to even assess that, you know what I'm saying? So, um, mm-hmm. you know, if, if it's been a long time since you've reached out to, uh, you know, uh, one of your professors from undergrad... It just starts with a conversation. Reach out to one, pick pick one that you have built a relationship with, and just contact them, just like you contacted us, and say, "I want to go. I want to go to graduate school. These are the reasons why. I know that I'm going to be needing a letter mm-hmm. of recommendation, and I would love to talk to you about possibly serving as one of my letter writers, and you know, make the job easier for him. You know, think about some things that you mm-hmm. guys did together in their class. Lay all of that stuff out, um, and Usually, if you have built a rapport with a with a professor of any kind, hopefully they would oblige you and at least be willing to have a conversation with you about it. Uh, so literally, just don't just get over yourself and just start. That's really what it's all about. It. And the same advice can be applied for those people who are starting graduate programs this um, this fall. Don't allow yourself like don't allow the hype in your head to talk you out of you know. Uh, you know, looking at where you are rationally. So you're in the program. You mm-hmm. got in. They would not have accepted you in if they didn't feel like you had the means or the tools or the range to do well. So uh, everybody, mm-hmm. don't don't worry about yourself. Don't compare yourself to other people. You know, you know how to right. do school. Graduate school is no different than any other school. You know how to do school. If you've gotten yeah. into a graduate program, do school the way that you that you've done it and be diligent about it. Read your syllabus. Yeah. Like it's no, it's yep. no. There, I don't think that there are any, you know, t- tools or, or tricks of the trade that are any different than any other back to school kind of any other place. You know what I'm saying? Like right, when you were a freshman and you started undergrad, the same rules apply. Read your syllabi, mm-hmm. be diligent about your deadlines and do your work. Like that's it. It's the
1: bottom line. And align yourself with like minded people. Like Kia said, you know, you you have professors, reach out to them, tell them what you want to do. They're going to help you direct you in, with the necessary steps that you need to get there. Um, for the young lady who wants to get into the culinary industry, align yourself with people who are in the culinary industry who can help to guide you, um, maybe in the direction that you want to go. You may not want to go the traditional route. You may not want to go the restaurant route and work as a as a line chef. Like that may not be your thing. That's not my thing. But align yourself with people who are going to help you to push yourself in the direction that you want to go. And that's going to be a strong encouragement in whichever in whatever field yeah i mean and it's 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 gonna take work like no matter what
0: so don't um and be nervous you know what i'm saying i think that we should respect and acknowledge every feeling every phase of the process you're supposed to be scared you know what i'm saying i think i think that there is great danger in you showing up for your first day of being a first year in a doc program thinking that you know everything uh, there's great yep. danger in that. So you're supposed to be afraid. You're supposed to be ignorant, but just don't um be reactive in that. Be proactive about it. Seek out information, ask questions and do the work that is, that you are required to do and do it well. Um, I think that that's really, that's absolutely key. I think we, we, Can sometimes get really caught up in the feelings of like, oh, everyone's better than me. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. They know what they're doing. All of that Mm -hmm. is noise and chatter. Mm -hmm. That is all in your mind to distract you from where you are. So literally, if you are in graduate school, if you want to go to graduate school, you have the means to make it happen like you do. Um, Whether that be just, you know, making just making strides towards identifying which program you want to apply to and then figuring out how to to put together a, a fantastic application like at every phase there is something for you to do to order in order to get you where you want to go I'm also noticed that we got an email from Kristen she was asking about graduate funding because I I said before and I, and I believe that you know, we don't pay for graduate degrees. That was the advice that I received as an mm-hmm. undergraduate. Um, I know that that doesn't mean that you wait for somebody to just give you what you need. That means that you find ways and you right. can be creative and strategic about uh, supplementing the financial aid that you receive or getting financial aid if you don't get it. So she mentioned that she was in the master's program and she's trying to navigate, you know, funding about that. Finding funding for master's programs can be tricky. That's at every uh, every research university typically they uh funding is usually allocated to doctoral students first that does not mean that mm-hmm. you say oh dang that means I'm not supposed to get it that means that you get creative and you find other ways to make it happen and when I was in master's programs I was really creative I reached out to the financial aid departments I asked them about private scholarships and grants that I could apply for I looked for private scholarships and grants on my own when that wasn't working to my advantage I started applying for jobs at the institution that I wanted to attend um because you know tuition mm-hmm. exemption is often a benefit at universities um colleges and universities um i worked with you know i i, I spoke to all the faculty member in the program and let them know that i really wanted to be in the, in the program and that you know i was not financially able to sustain myself um and i asked for them to help mm-hmm. me so i mean i got really really serious about finding the money um you know, the money is there. You just got to find it. Nobody's going to ring your doorbell and That's drop it work. on your doorstep. Right. The money is there. You have <laughs> right. to find it. And it, it may, it's frustrating. Yeah. And you might not find it right away, but you have to keep looking. Um, and I'm not trying to be. Yeah. I'm not trying to be all, you know, hey, this is the way it is. But honestly, this is the way it is. And I'm telling you this because I had to learn these lessons the hard way. Um, and yes, there will be times where you have to take out loans or you have to do what you have to do. But I'm telling you, if you keep if you remain diligent on the course of I'm looking for ways to to support my education, you will find opportunities for you to do just that. Um, And those are those are the emails I wanted to get to. And in the vein, I guess we already Mm kind of started it um, talking about some of these things. What are you doing? Chopping down trees over there? Um. Sorry anyway,
1: <laughs> Opening <girl>. my Fitbit <laughs>
0: um, So uh, We wanted to offer you some school supplies Some tricks and tools that will help you get on track In terms of making yes. uh, You know getting some of your Goals from the idea space To the actual implementation space Because uh, I was talking to Jade about this Before we started recording We're really really good at saying like this is what my goal is These are what my ideas are And we can kind of live in that space in our head Of like oh man I want to do this But when it comes down to putting pen to paper and, you know, foot to street and rubber to road and all that, that, you know, we kind of, you know, that's the scary part. And it may be more challenging for us to think about ways that we could be strategic about implementing the strategies to get to the goals that we want to get. So we hope that these things that we will offer you right now, really briefly, will be helpful to you. And getting on track toward realizing the goals that you set for yourself during the last season of this year. So number one, make informed decisions. You have to do your research. The internet affords a wealth of resources. It's all right there. Literally. Google Isha, -isha. Googleisha has all always, of the always answers. By your she has side. all of the answers if she if she doesn't know them herself, she will point you in the direction of the person who has the answers It's all right there. honor your goals by knowing you have oh, to yeah. right you have to honor your goals by knowing everything that you need to know in order to reach them like when I was yes. in um high school and I was in this program, one of my advisors in the program. Used to like, this is how she used to test us. She would be like, You say you want to be a doctor, there shouldn't be nothing I can ask you about how to be a doctor that you shouldn't be able to give me the answer to. So you have to know if you exactly. want it that bad, you have to know all about it. If, 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 no matter what that is, if I want to buy a new car, I have to know everything about the car that I want so that when I go in there, won't nobody be able to okie doke me. And everything that, like, I have exactly. to, I have to, you cannot, um, Make good decisions if you don't, if you're not informed of all the, con- like, you have to know everything. If you want to, if you're thinking about culinary school, you have to think about it in a way of, like, you know, know everything that you need to know so that you can determine whether or not it's it's going to get you where you need to go. Um, The same thing goes for graduate school programs. The same thing goes for jobs. The same thing goes for home ownership programs. The same thing goes for losing weight. You have to make informed decisions in order for you to get where Absolutely. you want
1: to go. And nobody's going to do that for you.
0: Yeah, you have to. And I mean, and don't expect people to. Even when you ask people to help you, help doesn't mean I'm going to do it for you. Help means, you know, I will tell you what worked for me or I will tell you where I went to. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to hold your hand and take you through it. Like honor your goals enough that you're willing to do the work that it takes to realize them.
1: There's no cliff notes for, nah. there's no cliff notes for adulting, but there's no cliff notes for making decisions. There's no cliff notes for buying a car. There's no cliff notes for buying a house, for entering a doctoral program, a culinary program, Nothing. a master's program. There's no cliff notes for that. You have to make sure. And then the, the, um, the program that you want to study, you need to know what you're getting yourself into. You don't want to get yourself into something that's going to be a little bit over your head or whatever the case. You need to find the best fit for you. And there's nobody that can do that. So like Kia said, you have to do your research. You have to look into these things yourself and you have to be very well versed and very well informed as to what's out there so that you're making the best decision. for True you. indeed.
0: Number two, write it down. Um, there's something about writing things down that solidifies your thoughts and set them on the path to being like actual actionable goals so I know that there are those of us who don't write things down I write everything down I carry a notebook with me because most of the time I'll have an idea and if I don't actually write it down it will literally disintegrate into the ether and I will never ever um (laughs) I will never ever be able to recall it again so Write things down. It kind of makes things real. It's something that you can look at, and it, it becomes something that you can see versus something that just kind of exists in your
1: subconscious. And
0: that's helpful to me. I hope that it may be helpful to you. I don't know. What do you think, Sis?
1: I th- I th- I always write things down. I love posted notes. Dustin has spoken <laughs> about loving posted notes. I love posted notes, and not on my Mary Girl. Jane shit. Like I like, um, I make notes all around my desk, all around my house. I have a plethora of notebooks. I have notebooks that I keep in my bag. I use my notes in my phone when I don't have access to those. I use my voice notes, but I definitely, I definitely make sure that I write things down in order. First of all, I have the worst memory in the world. You all know partially (laughs) why, but I also just have the worst memory in the world, and Ginkgo Baloba doesn't do anything for me. So I have to write things down, and I have to write things down to make sure that I do them. Uh, I physically cross things off. I make lists for myself and physically cross things off so that I can see. Uh, how close I am to my goal and it's really helped me in multiple capacities, whether it be work, making shopping lists for catering, um even making set, uh, lists as to how I want to execute things um, while I'm prepping and being able to cross those off helps me along the way to continue to 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 reach that final goal. so I, I that's a
0: set. So number three is ain't no elevators B. So after you after you've made yes. after you've done your research <laughs> and you've made a plan about how and you've written it down and how you you', you Thought through how you w- what steps you're going to take to get you get you where you want to be. You have to realize that there ain't no elevators. Be execution implementation takes time Sick. and diligence. It's not going to be easy. There are things about it that will suck, nope. but you will have to take the steps. Ain't no elevators. You got to take every steps. You got to take the terrific steps. You got to take the terrible steps. You got to take all the steps to get to where you want to be.
1: You have to go you to, you to the York Street train the steps. station. Like, you the take F. The steps.
0: There ain't, ain't, ain't no, no elevator. elevator. Ain't no elevator. <laughs> Just like whenever, like, you know what I'm saying? When I was in graduate school, my first year, I had to be a research assistant before I could, you know, have any kind of sense of, you know, wanting to do my own project. And, you know, even after I was a research assistant, you know, you know, I was able to climb the ranks to you know be the assistant you know the lead doc student on the project and assist the PI and you know Mm -hmm. know, that came with different steps and there was times where I had to do the grunt work I had to read and clean the focus Mm. group data I wasn't even read it for analysis purposes I had to read them and make sure that all the I's was dotted and the T's was crossed I had to make sure it wasn't two commas (laughs) where it was only supposed to be one I had to count the lines I had to transcribe I had to listen to the tapes and transcribe Mm -hmm. so like all this stuff that ain't nobody else wanted to do <laughs> i had to do all of that all right. of that stuff literally even you know when i was you know a graduate assistant working on campus all the tedious stuff that nobody wanted to do. actually you know making labels and cutting out shapes and making bulletin boards all the crap that nobody wanted to do i had to do all of that stuff in order for me to be where i am right, right now Yep. Wasn't no easy way around it. Yep. Wasn't no nobody to say, "Oh, I'll do it for you." You have to take the steps, and That's there's it. no way for me to be in a position now where I can lead people if I hadn't taken those steps. So, ain't no elevators, b. Don't be out here thinking that you're gonna be Diddy in a year and a half.
1: You got to take the steps. Like you got to take no, the steps. You have to take the steps. Literally, you have to. I and I'm not trying to Mister Me to you. I'm just trying to <laughs> no, make no, this no. well rounded, <laughs> but. It's the same thing. um It's the same thing with myself. I can only speak from my own experience, but um working under a number of chefs, I've had to work with some really difficult people, some true bitches. And I've also worked with some some really amazing people. I've worked with people who have really taught me some things, but it's helped me to kind of figure out the direction in which I want to go. Um, and I had to put that work in. You know what I'm saying? And even now. As I'm building the brand, I haven't gotten to uh, the point of success that that I would like to get to. I'm still building my brand and still doing my grunt work. You know what I'm saying? So y'all see a nice plate of nachos, but a nigga's in the kitchen slicing up jalapenos. You know what I'm saying? Slicing up red onion, pickling the shits. You know what I'm saying? Cutting up cheese, breaking it down, constantly whisking it, currying beans. It's just steps that go into everything. Cleaning chicken. Cleaning chicken is terrible. (laughs) For the Afro-Latina Festival, we had to clean 200 (laughs) pounds of chicken, okay? And, And 16 pernils, roasted pork shoulder. So... I look forward to a time when I ain't got to do that yeah, and I can yeah. hire some, you know, some kids to come in who want to who want to work and get to the same level. But they got to clean the chicken, too. But right, right. now I got to clean the chicken. and <laughs> So, you know, that's just some of the work that you that you just have to put in Um, when it comes to what you have to put in the work and what and whatever it is that you choose to do. And don't think that is getting ready to come easy to you. Nobody's getting ready to hand you Absolutely. anything ever. OK, let's ain't. be very clear about this. And I know the majority of our listeners are black. So y'all know ain't nobody about to give you nothing. They ain't about to give you nothing when you ask for it. But if you ask enough right, <laughs> and you reach out and you do the work enough, it's going to pay off in whatever capacity that comes in. But you got to be willing to do that.
0: Yes. And that's a great segue to number four, which is be humble and surround yourself with like minded people, or people who are doing the things that you want to do and right. get inspired and don't be too grand. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like my boss is, you know, I really, really um, respect her and the work that she does. And if I get to follow her around when she has when she gets to give talks at conferences and she's the headliner and I got to follow her around and hold her purse. I am happy to do that. <laughs> I don't need anybody calling me Dr. Kia. I'm, I will be the person holding her purse and I will be glad to do that because she's doing what I want to do. And it, it gives me space to be in the room and to watch her do it and do it well. And I'm learning. I'm, I'm, I'm humble. I'm okay to be quiet and to s- learn. When I get to go and, and sit in big planning meetings where you know they're talking about huge grant proposals, um, I'm happy to be in the space. And if they need me to take the notes, I'm going to take them. I'm going to type real fast. I'm going to use all 10 of these fingers exactly. to type these notes because as I'm typing these notes, I'm learning how to do this. So when it's my turn to write a $10 million research grant, I know how to do it. Um, Don't be afraid and don't be ashamed to say you're doing something that I, that I want to learn how to do. um, And, you know, can I shadow you? Can I be in your space? Um, Even aside from that, you know, I would like to gain more experience as a makeup artist, um, and you know, just, you know, we talking about multiple streams of income and using all your talents to make coins. I would like to do that. But in order for me to do that, I need to build my confidence and I need to be around people who do big makeup jobs and see them do it, um, and do it well. And you need to get foundation that matches everybody. Oh girl, we're, this is not about you. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so what I did, I reached out to you know I reached out to artists in the area. I did that this past weekend. I reached out to a very talented artist artist by the name of Allison, and I said, "Hey, awesome. girl, do you need assistance? Um, on your bigger jobs? Do you need somebody to come and help you clean these brushes? Because you're doing big big jobs, and I would like to book big jobs one day. So I want to watch you do this, right? Um, so that I, don't I can want to be all your clients,
1: business. but I want to learn from yeah, them. you know, yeah. just learning
0: and being respectful and being humble and just getting yourself in a position to learn the information that you need to know and um, not being too grand in order to do that. Um, So yeah, like Jay said, cut up onions, cut up jalapeno, (laughs) clean chicken and do all the grunt work. Don't be ashamed to do that. And the final, final one, because I feel like we need to wrap this up is find something to celebrate. Find ways to enjoy the journey and throw parties at every phase. Um, one of my favorite sayings is don't allow the mountains in front of you to distract you from celebrating the ones that you've already climbed. Hey. This, this is for
1: hey. all my, Say is, it
0: again. I will say it again. Don't allow the mountains in front of you to distract you from celebrating the mountains that you've already climbed. Mm. This is for my this is this is the special shout out. This is one one of the things that I had to keep in mind when I was writing my dissertation. You staring down the barrel of the dissertation will help you. Uh, it it will make you forget all the all the hurdles that you've already jumped, the hoops that you've jumped through in order to get to this point. You had to pass comps and qualifying exams. You had to put together a dissertation proposal. You had to write it. You had to defend it. You mm-hmm. had and you had to collect data. You had to clean data. You had to write up the dissertation. So, every, like you know, you're thinking about, oh man, I got to write my chapter five. I don't know how to do that. Man, yeah. you've written chapters one through four. Celebrate that! Like yes, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like throw a party. Take yourself to dinner. When I Defending my dissertation proposal. I got dressed. I got into my car. Rest in peace, Anthony. And I drove to <laughs> a fancy steakhouse. And I sat there at that table by myself and ate myself a ribeye. Why? Because, because I had you written that dissertation proposal by awesome. myself. I wrote that proposal by myself so I can celebrate myself in, uh, you know, for, you know, by myself as well. So celebrate everything. Throw yourself a party. Set yourself goals. Um, And, and celebrate
1: every phase. Since you have to take the steps roll one. <laughs> like, I know every time me, me and Santana make a list when we have events, we're like, all right, we got to do this. We got to pickle veggies. We got to make this sauce. We got to make this sauce. Blah, blah, blah. We'll write it down, right? And we cross it off as we do it. And nigga, when we cross off like three things, we'd be like, yeah, bitch, we want to roll one. <laughs> Celebrate yourself. Find celebrate ways. yourself. <laughs> Find
0: ways. And I, and I hope that this info. Again, this is not me and Jay sitting up on, um, you know, this this soapboxes of, of Hell achievement, no. saying that we out here doing this. We are encouraging ourselves. In A nigga still
1: cleaning chicken.
0: Let me tell you something. <laughs> and I'm still uh, crossing out commas and cleaning data. so and holding purses and glad to do it. And that's, so. That's um... Great. My thing is, we just wanted to let you all know that we are all very adulting is a continuous grind. We are all every year learning new lessons and figuring out things and having to do things that we've never, ever done before.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: And in order for us to continue to do that and keep progressing and moving forward, we got to keep doing, uh, you know, approaching things with intention and making lists and setting goals and being strategic to realize those goals. So as y'all are out here saving for houses and teaching your children how to read and, um, you know, trying to travel and take years off, take a year off from your job and, you know, wanting to do community service and all these fabulous goals that you guys have set for yourself, let's all work together and encourage one another to do it so that we can be out here in 2018 with all crossed off to-do
1: lists. Like, that's really what, what the goal is. And there's no small goals either. You know what I'm saying? Some of you say, oh, I got little goals to lose a little weight or whatever. There's no small goals. Like goals are there in order to make you a better person. You know what I'm saying? These are things that you want to achieve so that you're at your highest self. And, you know, just make, like Kia said, make smart decisions. You don't want to lose a little weight. Don't eat the breakfast sandwich. You know what I'm saying? Eat, some, eat the boiled egg. I don't right. ever want to eat the boiled, boiled egg. Down. I never <laughs> want to, ever. I never want to eat the boiled egg. But- you know every once in a while i'll be like that's heavy. that's heavy that's heavy Ooh, or a little avocado on the side let me ooh, stop. I'm about to get on. one in, a little thorn pepper maybe a little garlic powder but the, you can oh, make mm. the bowl leg work you can make it work i mean you can no. make it work but i just don't want it it's um fine. the breakfast sandwich is just so good well, you know. but there's no small goals you know what i'm saying like every every goal that you attain is is a is a celebration for yourself so make sure you're constantly doing that and don't be too hard on yourself when you're not reaching those goals in a time frame that you necessarily want to. You know what I'm saying? It takes time. And we're all going through it. So know that, too. Surely. <laughs> all right, that's the
0: kitchen table uh, talk. We're going to move right on to the next segment. I deserve oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. do it. Do
1: it. Do it till you're satisfied. Whatever it is. Hey, do it to your satisfied. Do it. And do it, oh, I and do it. Do it. whatever it is. Hi deserve. You think right it's hate when I sing, and it's going to make me sing more. You right into that one, Paul. <laughs> you did. You did. You did. You did. It is time for black woman self-care because we got to take care of ourselves. All so. by yourself. <laughs> All by yourself. You got yourself. to use your washcloths. Oh. You know, easy. light your candles. Roll one. I don't know. So anyway, so. <laughs> do you have a, well, you want me to go first, sis? I can go, I can go
0: first. I'm actually ready. Okay. Um, so I was supermarket this week. End of this, end of last week, I should say. And I went to Trader Joe's. And when I entered Trader Joe's, I saw a beautiful bunch of green hydrangea.
1: Ooh. Uh, and
0: I purchased them and I brought them home and I put them in a vase. And they have just been giving me so much joy. Coming Aww. home to these flowers, they are very pretty. The color is just is. so vibrant and rich. And I it just is. put them on my desk and I sit next to them. Oh, you have green hydrangea. You're such a strange. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. You so you look at us. Look at us being in this spirit. Look at us kindred. Um, so yeah, I love my green hydrangea. That was my black woman self care. I saw them in the store. They made me happy, so I brought them home. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come on, in song you brought That's them home it. in song. That yeah. is so funny. I'm so I'm so, that actually is a little that just brought me joy that we both are sitting here with our green hydrangeas. Look at you. I feel so kindred with you, girl. Um, my black woman self-care this week <clears throat> y'all ready oh, i bought boy. myself some jeans <laughs> it's important it's important Are they because good? do they cover y- the full sis- circumference of your behind let me tell you a nigga bought some ultra stretch jeans from uniglow right mm-hmm. how many percent like, bro? i don't know actually i should look at that it probably should. 100 but okay. um <laughs> what a jegging <laughs> they stretch for, no, they're actually not. They're actually a jean. They have wow. pockets. So, um, I bought some, uh, some ultra stretch jeans from Uniqlo. Nigga, they fit me so good. They don't make my butt look weird. You know what I'm saying? I do, I, I have to get all my jeans tucked in the back from the uh, seamstress. Mm-hmm. So I do need to go get a small tuck, but it's not a big tuck. I was able to like actually wear them this weekend with a shirt that doesn't have to cover like the top of the jean. Um so I was really happy about that anybody who is my sister in the uh in the wagon knows mm-hmm. that it's hard to find a good pair of jeans and I was able to find three of them. All so right. I bought some awesome jeans from Uniglow and it made me feel really good about the rest of this season. All right. Okay. Yeah.
0: That's it. I think that's sufficient.
1: We're moving yeah, I on. I think so. Yeah. All right. And I want to be very responsible. Of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y. It's honey.
0: time for the petty peeps. It's time for us to be petty. This is our favorite portion of this show. Portion of the programming. I want it to be uh, alliterative. <laughs> it's our favorite <laughs> portion of the programming. Yes.
1: yes. Put your petty on parade. <laughs> Put your petty on parade. shame, parade. shame. 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 <laughs> 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 um <laughs> Oh my god. Santana Lord. shamed Tristan on um on Instagram uh this or Instagram what's the live what's the stories whatever. Okay. Um he she she shamed him cuz he was saying some real uh off the wall misogynistic shit. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm going to just go ahead and put that on parade. I love my husband, but you mm-hmm. know niggas can be problematic. Um and I was so happy to have my girlfriends there who publicly shamed him right on the corner of Borinquen and Marcy Avenue <laughs> um on Instagram for the world to see. Okay. All right. So What's let's you- shame ourselves with some of our petty peeves. You start. Okay. So it's Labor Day weekend. I live in Flatbush. Y'all know what that means if you don't know what that means. Cause I guess everybody doesn't. Be uh, le- Be le- I that's exactly part of it. Just keep, just keep talking. Talk
0: <laughs> through it. It's fine. Labor
1: Day weekend. That's so. Fun. I. I'm not gonna say it. Um. Hold on. Well, dang. Is it in the living room? I day? mean, it, it. It really is.
0: God damn. Don't even take all this. Just hurry You're probably up. Probably going like, to get a croissant sandwich or something from. The right. Because
1: clearly they're not in a rush, Mess. So anyway, Labor Day weekend in Brooklyn is a really big thing. We have a very large West Indian Day parade. Um, where they shut down Eastern Parkway, and everybody comes out with their flags. Trinidad, Jamaica, Grenada, the uh, Virgin Islands, Puerto Rico, the D- uh, Dominican Republic. Um, I'm, I'm, I know I'm leaving out so many St. Lucia. Mm-hmm. Um, You're not tons to but everybody. To list them all. I'm right. not going to be able to list everybody, and please do not come for me for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's huge. They shut down the parkway, and um, there's also an event called Juve, which is uh, an event before the parade that starts about two o'clock in the morning and niggas come out and they party in the streets with their flags. Um, and it's, you know, in Trinidad, it's about the party. It's about the fete. But in Brooklyn, which is also about the party, some awful things have happened. I know last mm-hmm. year. Um, somebody always dies. Somebody always dies at Juve, and last year in particular, a young lady got shot in the face Terrible. for turning a nigga down who um, she did not want to who wanted to holler at her, and she did not want to accept his advances, so he shot her in the face. So they have now turned Juve. Uh, they t- uh, they started Juve at six a.m. this morning instead of uh, two a.m., which they normally do six or seven a.m. But anyway, I came home at four in the morning. Don't ask me why. I'm grown. And um, it was me and my husband and we were looking for parking. Stupid. We should have just parked and taken a cab or like the train or something earlier that night. But uh, my petty peeve this week are niggas who walk in the street. Niggas love to walk in the streets. Okay. All through Bedford Stuyvesant. All through Flatbush. All through Crown Heights. Niggas love walking in the street. They do not Observe the walk sign because they I, think that they have. I am guilty as charged. <laughs> of course you are. Of course you are.
0: I, I cross the street when I want to. When the cars ain't coming, I don't have. Well, that's the what I'm saying. White that's man not- to tell me when to cross the street. I'm good.
1: I'm yes, I do a technical jaywalk. I do. I always cross the street if I have the availability to cross the street. I do so. What I do not do is a slow stroll in front of a vehicle while the light is green. That mm. is not really my aesthetic. I don't believe in that. And niggas love to walk in the street. And in particular, during Labor Day weekend and Flatbush, it is awful. Um, and so my petty peeve this week are niggas who walk in the street. It's frustrating.
0: Indeed. What's yours?
1: <laughs> Indeed it is.
0: Um, all right. So let me just say this. <clears throat> I think that um, a lot of people make the grave mistake of assuming oh that um because th- okay first of all people think that everyone uses social media in the same way right um and i guess i i feel like you i, I think that people should not do that like we should like just because you tell all of your business on social media it would be d- don't don't assume don't assume that because i'm not telling my business on social media that I don't have any business. And this applies applies to um, a lot of different things. It can apply to dating. It can apply to like professional things. Like, you know, there are those of us who have boundaries and who are particular about the things that we share on certain platforms. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think that I have been very vocal about the fact that my social media, my Twitter specifically, is are not. It's not an academic space. It's not a place where I get on there and talk about work or the work that I'm doing. It's a place where I vent and talk about the things that I want to talk about when I want to talk about it. That mm-hmm. could be anything from um, higher education policy, broad participation policy, STEM education reform. That could to be basketball that.
1: Lives. It could
0: be basketball wives. It could be Love and hip hop <laughs> Hollywood. It could be. Paprika on devil eggs. It could be, it could be, you know, what, what color nail polish I'm going to get on my toes. It could be who's taking me where or when I feel like going or what I mm-hmm. feel like eating or when I feel like going to bed. It could be Issa and Lawrence and Molly and them. It could be any of those things. Could be
1: thinking, niggas, who put sugar on grits are gross. Like, uh, I
0: mean, it could be anything. So I say all that to say, don't assume that because I'm not talking about the work that I'm doing on social media. Like you talk about the work that you're doing on social media that I'm not doing any work right um there are uh i mean you just and and don't don't assume that because you're talking about your the work that you're doing on social media that the work that you're doing is better than the work that i'm doing okay i feel like there's the the work that i'm doing will speak for itself and i may not feel like i may not feel led or compelled to to talk about it on twitter i'll let you read about it when it's published right (laughs) so um so um I guess I'm saying that I'm irritated by people who assume that because they use their social media to do things a certain kind of way, that that's the only way that people should do it. Um, Mm. Or because, you know, you tweet about your relationship and the nigga that you're dating currently all the time. That because I'm not tweeting <laughs> because I'm not tweeting about no nigga that ain't no nigga. That's why I just think right. I think that you should just you know give people the benefit of the doubt and don't and don't assume that because we don't handle things the way that you handle things that we're not handling things at all.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I think that's um. I mean, when you we all know the the same. When you assume, that's it. When you assume, yeah, yeah. When you assume, you make an ass out of yourself. Yeah. You ain't making an ass out of me. You making an ass out of you. So, uh, don't assume anything about anybody's life based off of social media um it's I, I know some unless they're post I don't know people love to post a bunch of memes um you know, I do for myself like those kind of things, I definitely make assumptions, but uh outside of that. <laughs> I don't really care about what's going on Anybody else's life because I have too many things Going on in mine so I can't worry About what niggas is doing
0: Just take things for what it is like you know what I'm saying Like I don't assume that because the only thing that you talk about On your social media is the work that you do That you don't do anything outside of work Right Um, So I don't appreciate you assuming that because I don't Talk about my work on social media that I'm not doing Any work
1: (laughs) Oh you know another one can I have another petty peeve I'm sorry it goes hand in hand with yours Don't assume also just because niggas might take a picture while they're out or they take a video or whatever the case. Like I get real sick of you all who get on your high horse talking about I don't post because I'm actually living my life. (laughs) Who's to say that niggas are not living their best lives just because they post some of it on social media. Now, I can I can I guess if you have 25 Insta stories about what you're doing, that might get a little obnoxious. But so what? Who cares? I went to. Um. I went to the James Carey Marshall uh, exhibit in L.A. and posted a bunch of Insta stories because I wanted to save them and because I thought the art was beautiful and wanted to share it with people who might not uh, be able to go to the exhibit themselves. You know what I'm saying? Um, Or, you know, just because people are, are posting videos with their friends, who's to say that they're not having a good time? Like maybe you don't post while you're out, but that doesn't mean that other people are not necessarily having a good time because... They're you know they're posting about what they're doing You know what I'm saying it's not always about being showy So if you just mind your own Business that's it That is drink your water That's it That's it your black will Stay hydrated and your soul will stay Moisturized that's right it's very simple. These are the
0: rules. We're not here to That's make it. We didn't make them. We're just here to enforce them. That's and it. that concludes, ladies and gentlemen, episode 24 of Getting Grown with Jade and Kia. We appreciate you for listening. And we are uh, looking forward to the conversation that will um, commence in our mentions on Twitter. God, we want you guys to talk about and react to what we're saying. Put your two cents in. Let us know what you Please. agree with, what you don't agree with, what you like, what you didn't like. Within reason. Amen. Be within respectful. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Sit
1: down. But,
0: but yeah, we, we really appreciate you guys for listening. As Absolutely. always, we don't, we do not, uh, you know, uh, take any of this for granted. We we absolutely recognize the responsibility of this podcast and we take it very seriously and we want to continue to work really hard to bring you guys shows that you want to listen to. So please continue absolutely. to engage with us and let us know what you want to listen to. And we will work really hard to make sure that this will continue to grow into something fantastic
1: for us because we deserve fantastic things. Sis, you better say it the proper way. <laughs> so with all of that being said make sure that you again I mean we're just going to reiterate because we just said it drink your water stay moisturized and mind your own business because you black
0: will absolutely crack oh I'm sorry I cut you off
1: no say it
0: no because <laughs> you're black will absolutely crack if it's dry
1: okay okay Okay. Bye. <laughs> bye guys